We are getting ready to wrap up week three, and all right, maybe if I say it quietly, maybe we, I won't jinx it. Not as much injury carnage as week two. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the injuries that we did have and the big showdown. Not Biden versus Trump. We're talking Ravens, Chiefs. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott you. and Tom. Hey, everybody. Tom's still allowed to show up. Yeah, don't don't tape, don't tempt the uh, fantasy gods, Tom. We, oh. we it seems like we're we're doing okay right now with, with injuries, but uh, oh, you're still holding your we breath. Still got <laughs> two very fantasy dependent teams to play this week. Uh, Ravens Chiefs showdown on Monday night should be an epic one. Uh, Scott brought over an entire sheet of paper listing out what he needs from this game. Uh, yeah. I think it's six of your eight leagues are still in the balance this yeah, week. Six of my eight leagues are, are still open. And, um, you know, this is this is the best Monday night football game from a fantasy perspective that I can remember, besides maybe like that Rams, Rams Chiefs, Chiefs yeah. game where like both of those teams were undefeated, mm-hmm. I think, at that point. And we knew that it was going to be a hammer. I hope the yeah. same for this game. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's going to be fun just because, you know, you look at the game, you know, the number one and two quarterbacks, number one and two tight ends, number one and two kickers. There's running backs that you have to play in this matchup. There's receivers you have to play in this matchup. It's, it should be fun. A I'm former wide receiver one is in this matchup. Yeah, let's rip through this so we can watch it. All right. Well, you guys know how we start. It's loser time. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. Well, here we go. Uh, Tom, we'll start with you because I think this is an overarching theme that we're going to be checking in on every this week. Is a good pick by Tom. Uh, what's the theme that you're picking up, though? Just the Giants? Well, just yeah, exactly. The Giants backfield. <laughs> yeah, Giants backfield not going to look that great. Um, and that's probably evidenced by Dion Lewis, one rushing attempt opposed to Devonta Freeman's five. And to be outrushed five to one by a guy who just came off the couch uh, doesn't really spell well for your fantasy value. Wayne Gallman gets four rushes. Apparently, Deion Lewis still gets three targets. He only reels in one. But the thing is, is if you're only getting three targets in that much of a route, um, you have no fantasy value. And it uh, looks like they don't like Deion Lewis. Just a friendly reminder, he's 30 years old. He's past the prime of a running back stage. He's had plenty of injuries. He's Got through a 16-game under- season once. Yeah, he's been through a 16-game season once. He's under 200 pounds, so he's got wear and tear on him that you know um, makes sense to kick the tires and inevitably sign Devonta Freeman. I think it bodes well for Devonta Freeman, but if you went out on a limb and started Deion Lewis, uh, you were a big loser because so was he. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I was interested in him, but of course, it was only a few hours after uh, the podcast had been out. I think it was the... Uh, yeah. the- recap or maybe even the pre- preview no we i think we covered it in the preview of last week but mm-hmm. uh i was excited for Deion lewis i thought he had an opportunity but like you said tom i think i think you just cut bait immediately right now Whoa. like this was this was brutal and he you know in a game like this against 
uh, defense like that and it normally gets a lot of pressure, he should have been getting a ton of dump, dump down targets if he was going to. Tom was dropping so much knowledge in that breakdown of what happened to Deion Lewis that it kind of got swept under the rug. The Giants' three running backs combined for 10 carries in that game against the Seahawks, the, or sorry, the Niners' defense, who looked like the Seahawks' defenses of old, minus Richard Sherman, of course. And that's, you know, the Giants just got absolutely demolished by a team that was starting its backup quarterback, its third and fourth string running backs. It had its number one wide receiver was a rookie due to two other injuries. Yeah. And he looked good, though. And their number two tight end who left. And so they were really that's relying on Ross Dwelly, the number three tight end. So this is, you know, this Giants team is going to be really bad. And that's why I think, Tom, that makes Deion Lewis even more of a loser because we were counting on this. And and I know that I like to pile it on the Giants because they're a horribly run franchise, do. but like it Deion Lewis still had some prospects, and I really like that we highlighted him last week because it seemed to be that the passing down running Why back not would give him be the featured, ball? but he wasn't, and now here we are. We've already spent too much time talking yes. about him. He's he's gone. Um, Irrelevance, I think. In this season of cancel culture, we finally have a, a major cancellation. Uh there will be no Mitch Apalooza in Chicago. Scott. Mitch watch has ended. And now Mitch Your watch has ended. You know what? The though? Bears don't even trust him enough to make a 10 point plus fourth quarter comeback against Choke City, aka the Atlanta Falcons, who will be referred to by me as Choke City until they prove any defense in the fourth quarter. Anything. Give me something. You know Atlanta. what? He, he had a decent fantasy day before they took him out. He really he, wasn't that bad. He was at like 12. He was at like 12 points. And if he finishes out that game against the fourth quarter Falcons, you know, he's probably going to wind up easily in that 15 to 20 range. Um, I think he would have had a decent fantasy day. They pulled the plug on him pretty quickly, um, which just goes to show not to, you know, make excuses for us, but a good fantasy quarterback is not necessarily a good real football quarterback. Yep. Well, we'll we'll talk about a couple That's of right. really good fantasy gotta, and real life quarterbacks. You got to toe up. that fine line, yeah. but uh Unfortunately, Mitch, uh, your watch has ended. Uh, it's it's Foles' time, and like I said, you know Foles does enough in this matchup against you know it, it's a it's a dream scenario for Foles to step in as a backup. Of yep. course, you get to come in and lead a comeback against the worst defense in the entire league and the team that is literally Choke City, uh, yeah. and now you get the job, and he he's gonna lock it in. I think. I mean, why would he not? I, yeah. I think this. Sorry, is, Mitch. I think this is Matt Nagy kind of acknowledging like I'm not hitching my horse to this wagon anymore. Yeah, like, this is year yeah. three in his system. I think he made that. I think he made that call long before that with the yeah. when they traded for him. Yeah, I think I, I would imagine. I would imagine that Matt Nagy wanted to start Nick Foles, but Ryan Pace somehow convinced him, probably because Ryan Pace is in charge of Matt Nagy's job, to be like, you have to We're roll Mitch out there to start. I know, I understand, but like <laughs> this is affecting fantasy football anyway. Uh, I will move on to fantasy football, and my loser of the week is Josh Kelly. This is a. And this is kind of like a Chargers loser, except for Keenan Allen, of course, who was fantastic last uh, week. Eckler, full PPR, and Eckler burger. as well, of course, yeah, both of them full um, PPR, thirty burger. But I, so I guess it's that it's the sub number one options for the Chargers who really disappointed. Josh Kelly, who seemed to be their their hammer, their goal. This was line our guy. smash game. This this is the smash matchup for anybody at this point outside of the fourth quarter against the Falcons. Like this is <laughs> who you are targeting next week. And by the way, Arizona gets the the Panthers next week. I know I don't want to dip too far into the week four preview waters, but like giddy the hell up for that oh, one. Yeah, good night. Um, but you know, Josh Kelly, like you had all of the opportunity in the world and it just got stolen by Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler 
well he got crushed been, by game script right like yeah. we expected the the uh chargers to come into this game and go run heavy like they did against the Bengals, right yep. and, and bleed the clock and and have and have kelly get 20 carries and eckler get 20 carries mm-hmm. that was not the case in this game they went no. down early and they started to throw and once they started to throw uh kelly comes off the field because eckler is just an absolute beast receiver out of the backfield i don't he's unreal i don't think there's another running back especially another healthy one outside of alvin Kamara, who is more terrifying in open space on a reception eckler. than austin eckler at this point I yeah mean, I mean, Saquon's I, still out yeah if cmc's you, not around if you count the guys who can't play he's certainly <laughs> in elite company uh yeah just or i always want to call him justin kelly and it makes me think of from justin to kelly the american <laughs> idol movie uh, Joshua, that classic. Joshua Kelly, um, he fumbled as well. Yeah. So that, that hurts the, uh, the overall score, which was pretty mediocre, but wouldn't have been like so standoutly bad if you didn't get that Correct. minus too as well. And you know what? I just had a thought <clears throat> with Justin Jackson injury and then they move on to Joshua Kelly. They did go from Justin to Kelly. They did. <laughs> they certainly did. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Way what? to go, Tom. <laughs> made you that is that literally movie. like there's that no way you've ju- seen that movie i don't think I haven't seen that, movie. Makes that reference if i'm not on, not a part of his podcast because i think he knew that i would understand it maybe, yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I remember i remember uh we had a friend who was marrying a girl with the last name kelly and i tried to suggest that as a uh a wedding hashtag, uh-huh. yeah, but it was yes. the reverse so it didn't that so now yeah. was my real chance to make the justin to kelly joke <laughs> He's prepared his whole life for well, this, Scott. Uh, Don't you dare take it away from you're him. You're a hero, Tom. Let's uh let's find out some more heroes for this week. Nice transition. All right. Did we keep the trend, Scott, where the number one ad is on the top of the dock? I don't have really a number one ad this week, so okay. I tried to prioritize it. I think it's between it's kind of based off the situation. Um between Miles Gaskin and Carlos Hyde. That bitch. Miles Gaskin. You see what I'll do that damn Miles Gaskin. (laughs) If I see Miles Gaskin on the waiver wire, I'm going to pick him up. And I'll pop a cap. I hate that damn Miles Gaskin. (laughs) Wow, that's good. We were sitting there all Thursday night just giggling to ourselves like idiots (laughs) imitating Joe Gaskin. (laughs) Miles Gaskin killed his husband. (laughs) <laughs> so Miles Gaskin, that damn Miles Gaskin racked up 27 touches in this game. It's I mean, over for Jordan Howard. He looks That's so all much that he looks is it? so much he better. Jordan Howard but, touchdown in every game. <laughs> but Jordan Howard takes the goal line. So yeah. And that's why I'm not like saying we should be rushing to add Miles Gaskin off a 27 touch game because he's not getting the goal line. And even on 27 touches, he doesn't even get 100 total yards. He gets you 95. He was close. Uh, 27 touches, though, against the Jags. Like, I think so, he's like, worth when it. When is it going to get better for him? I think he's worth Wait, it, and it's yes. worth it to bring up uh, Darrell Henderson. Obviously, he's probably owned, but like something you saw last week, uh, if he's not owned, obviously add him with a bullet, but like something yes. you saw last week was it, was it was Malcolm Brown always at the goal line, Malcolm Brown always at the goal line, and then he did get his chance at the goal line this week, which is something that's like super encouraging. We'll talk about True. that in the previews and stuff, and he scored. So maybe all it takes is Miles Gaskin getting his chance, and then he becomes like a no, not a no-brainer start, but you know, a, right. a Miami Dolphins-esque no-brainer start. 
Yeah, a Kendrick, a Kenny and Drake of old. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the other guy that I have him competing with is uh, is Carlos Hyde. Obviously, Carlos Hyde doesn't turn in a, a huge game. He only ends up getting like six or seven touches. But uh, the Seahawks were just in full throw, yeah. evisceration through the air mode because Russell Wilson is a the god. But if Carson Carson has a mild knee sprain from absolute scumbaggery that happened against him on the defense, uh, I don't know uh, the defender's name. 72. I won't even grace even him with it. Yeah, name. exactly. He should be suspended yeah. for as many games he, uh, as Chris Carson sees fit. He had a pretty questionable hit on Russell Wilson in that game, too. It's not the title it's film. It's disgusting, especially against one of our boys, Chris Carson, who will play through anything and give you know full tilt. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Hyde's the same type of back. Yeah, uh, he, he can handle a close to 20 touch load and uh if that if carson's not going to play which it seems like maybe one to two weeks he might be out um could have carlos Hyde for a starter and i think if i own carson and i'm looking at him as like he was my linchpin rb2 i'm in a league that's fab i i might have to i might have to break the bank on carlos Hyde just to lock him in so i agree with the break the bank call i think we need to temper our expectations on carlos Hyde because after carson went out travis homer was used on nearly every third down or hurry up situation as they're passing back right so it does seem like it's going to be a split between Hyde and homer he was getting a little Hyde's work the weirdly while they were both exactly alive, though. yeah exactly so Hyde's the guy you want i'm not sure you may have a better option if you're not the Carson owner, if you are the Carson owner, I think he's your priority ad. Yeah. So it's really over Miles Gaskin for all of the reasons that we just that laid out Miles against Gaskin. Yeah, that crooked, twisted Miles Gaskin. <laughs> yeah, I've been bringing Locking this up quite up. a bit, but like, if if you have to break the bank, right? Why not? Even though it's not your handcuff, why not break the bank on Miles Gaskin instead? Because then you have the upside. Like if you have right. to survive two weeks with Miles Gaskin, and then maybe you have Miles Gaskin and Chris Carson now going forward. Now you're spoiled for choice, and depth is given to you in a year where depth is not guaranteed. So, right. well, Tom, I don't know what you know about marrying, being married to Miles Gaskin, but uh, it didn't work out well. For, <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to move on. We're, we're, we can't kill the joke now. We got to be able to go back to it like next week. All right, fine. I'm actually <laughs> wearing, I'm wearing tiger shorts right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does that make Tom the Tiger King? That's still <laughs> Joe Burrow. That's still Joe Burrow. Rex Burkhead, former, former Bengal Rex Burkhead on the list. Uh, Three touchdowns, two gets you on the dock. Rex just wanted one more for good luck, I suppose. Some people might not be privy to the Rex bomb, but we have seen the Rex bomb before. This I played him in FanDuel. Amazing. Awesome. I lost, though, actually. Unbelievably. That's thanks. Huge but, bummer. Uh, Rex Burkhead did all that he could for you. He got six carries, 49 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, which no Patriots running backs were really getting uh, a lot on the ground. He got a goal line carry in this game. He got 10 targets, caught seven of them, 45 yards, 49 yards, I'm sorry, and a touchdown, 49 rushing and 49 receiving. That's a nice job out of him. Nice and even there. But uh, three total touchdowns. Is he playing his way onto the field? And that's what's hard to tell. And that's why he's not a priority add to mm-hmm. me. Because you got Damian Harris, who seems like he's going to be coming back from IR he soon. He can come off of IR starting this week. You got James White, who's going to be coming back into the fold at some point. Sony Michelle had seven carries, but he had 115 yards in this game. So he might be rounding he himself some into interesting a, runs. a little bit better of a form. And then all of a sudden, you're dealing with this. And then what's the other guy's name? J.J. Taylor? Taylor. He actually gave you some field. productive touches yeah. in this game. So you're looking at a, a total mess here. These Rex bombs can happen. Yeah. And I think if James White is out next week, you can trot him out. But yeah. other than that, I'd be wary. Yeah. I mean, this is what the Patriots backfield is. 
you know, next week, James White will come back and he'll have 10 catches. <laughs> yeah. And just be prepared for that because it's going to happen. Yeah, I actually like this for James White next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's like all indications would seem to be that New England, everyone around New England is thrilled with Cam Newton. They should probably make it a priority to bring him back. Um, whether or not they yeah, do, we'll I think James White's a part of that plan anyway. Uh, and Rex Burkhead, maybe not so much because he's older than James probably. White. I think he's in a contract here too. Yeah. I think James um, White might be too, actually. But I just meant like, you know, he might be undervalued. His end of season rank will probably be right. crap. Yep. So will uh, Jeff Wilson's. Jeff Wilson Jr. of... Uh, <laughs> of Not if Mostert can't come back. Well, listen. Mostert's we coming back. Yeah, Mostert, I believe, will play this week. My name's Jeff. My name's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, That's he, he went nutty, obviously. He had a good game. Uh, I think he got you in the 20s. But, Two you know, yeah. without Mostert and with, you know, it's going to be tough to come by because he's been mostly a just goal line plunge guy. And if you yeah. get Mostert back, Mostert really probably takes all that back. Uh, you get Tevin Coleman back, which doesn't sound like it'll be soon. No, he's on IR, so he's at least two weeks. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't think McKinnon. I saw McKinnon got a little dinged up, but he should be okay. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's just like a it's it's a worthy stash in case yep. Mostert misses again here. Yeah, he's but, totally. I mean, a stash. It's not like Jeff Wilson had twelve. He had twelve carries in this game. He gets fifteen yards. So it's not yeah, like, it's like that's he Trump really Bettis. blew the doors off with his opportunity. Yeah. He did turn three targets into fifty-four. Uh, yards, three catches, and a touchdown, which is pretty solid, mm-hmm. especially for a running back. But, you know, I think it's more of a product of them playing the Giants than anything else. Absolutely. All right. We move now to the receiver section and Justin Welcome Jefferson. to the show, Young King. Oh, man. I mean, this guy, you loved watching him with Joe, Joe Burrow at LSU. And this is, this is an explosion, the likes of which we probably didn't expect from him. We thought he'd fill a, a more of a slot role, but... He went out to the outside. He caught bombs. He caught across yeah. the middle. This guy looked every bit the way that you want a young, talented receiver. You know what he looked he like to me? All over the field. Ripping off chunk plays one after another in this offense. Maury Cooper. Stephon Diggs. Oh, yeah. Looked just like Stephon Diggs in this Vikings offense. I think he could slot right into that role really well. I mean, obviously, it throws some clout onto like the Thielen absolute hammer target share. Like Maybe he's not going to get you know that 30% target share that he was getting with Justin Jefferson now emerging. But I think overall, that's probably better for Justin Jefferson and for Thielen to have a little competition on each side and be able to move Thielen to the outside and to the inside because he showed, like you said, he can do both. Uh, He was a great receiver. He was a guy I was really excited for to make the NFL, and I'm just happy that he burst onto the scene. Definitely. I mean, this was an awesome game to see. The 175 yards were a big standout. He had the long touchdown, but he had a lot of really long catches as well. And a 70 yard touchdown and two th- other two separate 30 plus yards receptions exactly. other than that 70 yards. Exactly. Yard I mean, this is exactly why they drafted him to step into a role like this. The fact that it happened week three, I think, was a surprise. I mean, this is a guy that was playing behind BC Johnson and they decided to free Justin Jefferson this week. And Sometimes you got it takes a little while to get a, your sea legs. Donnie. I think this is a, one of those, okay, we're not looking back from this. Yeah, I would this imagine. For the Vikings, this was an awesome. Especially how much they've struggled on offense. I mean, you said it best. Welcome to the show, Young King. This is it. Yeah, that's that's what we'll we wanted that to see. As often as you can. Let's and go. We will love you. A yeah. uh, guy who's been doing it very well over the last couple of years came out of nowhere to do it and really 
probably bailed out a lot of people who had Devontae Adams on the bench last night. Alan Lazard, six catches on eight targets for 146 yards and a touchdown. Could have had another one, except if it had it not been for a horrific pass interference on Janoris Jenkins in the end zone. Yeah. Lazard had a big old day, and the Packers play on Monday night against Atlanta this week. Atlanta. So this is a guy who, if Adams can't go again, you can stash, hang on to him. And this is what I was able to do in, a, in the leagues where I have Adams. Stash Lazard, if take it down to the wire. Adams doesn't play. Adam Lazard is a must start against Atlanta. Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I think he's a guy you can play no matter what in this matchup. Yeah. I agree with you, Tom. I think in this matchup, you can play him no matter what, because even if Devontae comes back and takes that monster target share, you saw him still be really effective on five or six targets. And if he has five or six opportunities against the Falcons defense, uh, what's amazing about Alan Lazard and why I was kind of big on him coming into the season, if you remember, he was one of my favorite flyers. Mm -hmm. Um, He is really good out of the slot, but he's also a really good deep receiver and he's good in the red zone. So like he does it at every level, especially for a fantasy efficiency perspective. Yeah. He has those slot uh, uh, receptions and he gets those slot snaps. So you know he's probably going to get a decent floor from those. Mm-hmm. He has those deep balls. So he has a chance to really set the top over his game. And when they get in the red zone, he actually has a chance to score. Yeah. I mean, he is what they drafted. Great. Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Equinemia St. Brown and Jamon Moore. Like back to back to back two drafts ago to be. And he was, I think, like, what, a sixth or seventh round? Might have even and been undrafted. That he's Rogers trust is a real thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, especially with Devontae. And he's Devontae a big Adams, guy. He's huge. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. He so was that'll awesome get it done. So great they, say, they say that you can't teach that. Yeah, I would That's agree. That's right. Uh, Greg Ward for the Eagles. Dallas Goddard left that game. Greg Ward got a ton of targets, scores a touchdown. Dallas Goddard likely going to miss at least a couple of weeks is yeah. the report that came out Monday He's morning. He's a three-week IR candidate. This is a guy who can really capitalize, especially for people who are like, oh, maybe I can trust Dallas Goddard after he out-targeted Zach Ertz the first two weeks of the season. Right Now, Ertz obviously becomes a blow-up play going yeah. forward with yeah. Goddard out, but Greg Ward could also see that. And don't forget they got Jalen Rager out there who's been in and out of the lineup. Jalen Rager's going to be going to IR soon, I think. Oh, he really? had to get that thumb surgery. They Here's still haven't the thing. put him to IR. I don't think, yeah, they haven't put him on IR. So I think they may expect him to come back inside of three weeks. Okay. But, you know, Deshaun Jackson has his own issues right now and all that. Yeah. My, my thing is, is if they put Rager on to IR, he's now going to miss an extra game. So I, I don't see why they wouldn't have before kickoff on Sunday. I know, dude. Ex- that, exactly. I, I mean, I think it just goes to show what the well, what the Eagles have been going through. I was going to say, the couple weeks. there's a lot of yeah. people who aren't quite sure what's going on in Philadelphia. Yeah, so it goes right back now. to like, like they're back to like desperate straights at the wide receiver position because Alshon's still getting strung along. And people actually think that Alshon might be worth a speculative ad as he gets back to full strength maybe he for, for the week, for the week or two that he'll, he'll be able to play this yeah, he'll season. He'll be gone. Don't but, worry. Um, you know, it goes back to last year, de- like desperate straights and Greg Ward getting, you know, 10 targets a game. So full PPR, I think you could really sneak Greg Ward in these these 12 team where I got two flexes or 14 team leagues. Greg Ward's going to get in his name in the starting contention. Just like week 12 last year, Greg Ward coming back into our lives just yeah. a little bit earlier this year. Tom, one of your boys makes it to the dock. Braxton Berrios has scored a touchdown in two <laughs> straight weeks for the Jets. Uh, he didn't play week one. I don't know. I, it's the Jets are so bad that yeah, they're bad. But, um, but the two touchdowns he scored have been pretty broken plays 
for Barrios. And I think that like he's got Darnold's eye in those situations, which can mean it's weight and gold. Just ask Alan Lazard, who's been benefiting it from that with Rogers. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm Darnold and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence, baby. Yeah. He, he came on in a little bit at the end of last year. So he's not like an unfamiliar face in the offense. I, I actually mm-hmm. added Chris Hogan in a dynasty league cause he's somehow on the jets. And I thought that he might be relevant uh, right. with all the injuries that they have. The thing with Braxton Berrios is I like him as like a PPR option just because the Jets are guaranteed going to be down. He's about the only healthy body out there. So he's just going to get targeted. Is he going to cash in like, you know, major performances every week? No, but it looks like he has a decent enough chance to get you a touchdown. And that's, that's all. I mean, he's nothing special. Yeah. Yeah, I put a question mark next to his name because I didn't even know if we should put him on there. But, you know, we got to get a jet in there somehow. If not, we're never even going to talk about it's him It's like this year. the Anchorman thing. If you put him on the dock, I'm going to read his name. <laughs> yeah. Braxton Berrios? <laughs> like, if Le'Veon started the season on IR, you could make the argument that you could go through like a 10-team draft where not a single jet was taken. Yeah. 100%. Crazy. Hunter Renfro probably wasn't taken in drafts either, but here he is with nine targets, six for 84 and a touchdown. Yeah, I wanted to bring him up, though. Like, I, It was a great game, and I love I love the Renbro. But Almost one-man catch Monday, by the way. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I do love the Renbro, but, I mean, he gets nine targets here. Um, Ruggs doesn't play, who will take a lot of snaps away from him, especially in the slot. Uh, and Waller, you know Bill Belichick wasn't going to let Darren Waller beat him in this game, especially after he just no. dominated the Saints. So and Bill he, Belichick was so gushing he, about him, too. Clamps, Yeah, so he clamps down Darren Waller. Ruggs isn't in. That intermediate target kind of defaults to Hunter Renfro. Yeah. And, yeah. yes, he has a good game because he's a good receiver. You know, he's been a good receiver ever since his, you know, first year two decades ago at Clemson. Right. But – you know, it's. I just don't think he's a guy that we're going to be able to count on week after week. Mm-hmm. No, and I think it also. Darren Waller was nursing an injury all week, and he was on a short week, and he's an older gentleman. So I think maybe he was less in the game plan or game planned out by Belichick. So I would assume that the tides turn back to Waller uh, on normal, non insanely right. competitive weeks. Right, and it's like, it's Bill Belichick. Yeah, he was able to stop Darren Waller. The other teams in the NFL probably won't be able to stop Darren Waller as easily. Yeah. That checks out. <laughs> Olamide Zacchaeus is a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's on here Great because name. Justin Gage left the game on a blow-up spot where Julio was out. Justin Gage gets a concussion. Cal Ridley does what Cal Ridley does. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, but... Olamide Zacchaeus, or Z- yeah, Olamide Zacchaeus could be in for a shootout potential. They play Green Bay Monday night next week. He got six targets, like filling in for Russell Gage in the yep. middle of this game. You know, this offense throws the ball a ton, mm-hmm. and if he's going to be out there playing in the slot with Julio on the one side and Calvin Ridley on the other, who do you think the defense is going to let get open? You know, it's yeah. Slot receivers have had a good day as well against uh, the Saint or against the Packers. Uh, yep. Emmanuel Sanders cashes in in the second half. Adam Thielen goes absolutely nuts in week one. Uh, yeah. Week two. Because he so often does. Week two, who did they play, Don? You're a fake Packers fan. I'm a fake Browns fan uh, now. Thanks they, for noticing. They played the Lions, and I think Amendola actually had a decent day. Yeah, yeah, yeah Amendola had a big day. So the slot receivers have had some success. This could be a sneaky, deep, deep play. 
Yeah, the the um the heroes there weren't too many. I had to dig. We had to dig deep. We're digging here, yeah. Here. But you know. Uh, I was trying I thought we docked uh, Amendola week two, but we didn't. Yeah, the next three guys are actually three Steelers because I, I wanted to see what you guys think about these guys. I think they all have their own little set of appeal, you know, their own different uh avenue to fantasy points. Chase mm-hmm. Claypool, uh James Washington and Eric Ebron. I think it's all in relation to Deontay Johnson suffering an injury here, which could lead to him being out multiple weeks. I don't even really know what his injury concussion. was. A concussion, concussion. Yeah, so that could be so that could be trouble, especially if he's had a history with those. Um, the guy I kind of like here is Eric Ebron because you see a lot of the uh, also almost one man catch Monday. Yes, yeah, so, and you see a lot of the uh, receptions that Deontay Johnson gets. He's really not like a blow it over the top receiver. He does a lot of his work underneath on on some short targets, get the ball in his hands, and let him move with it. Obviously, Ebron's not really that type of speed receiver. But I think in that short yardage game, he can see himself sneaking targets. He's gotten five targets in the last two games. He catches an awesome touchdown. We might be able to sneak him in at tight end in some leagues pretty soon. Yeah, I think he's more of a goal line guy, though. I, I remember seeing some catches by Vance McDonald in this game and thinking about how, you know, I was once upon a time so excited by him as a tight end. Oh. Um, but here's the thing. It's like ebron vince mcdonald i think they even still have like xavier grimble like it it, it becomes a crap jesse shoot over james. there yeah jesse, jesse james is on the no. lions now i think yeah, yeah i know jesse he's not there anymore but like he's in the same vein right those yeah guys. rotating yeah door. so it's tough because they'll break your heart mm-hmm. and then but I, ebron, I bring up- ebron's chance at a touchdown is always good enough for a spot start at that position and i think it so. goes up a little bit with Deontay not being there you know it's just another yeah. guy in the yeah. past game that and uh he can't default to i should say also chase claypool leads the league in yards per catch yeah he's i mean he's a big play waiting to happen mm-hmm. but like i said i i from what i've seen Deontay johnson has a lot of catches like at or near the line of scrimmage where they're trying to get him the ball in open space i think that actually profiles a little better to james washington mm-hmm. definitely so i think chase claypool probably plays more snaps but james washington might end yeah. up with more targets Claypool so did lead the steelers wide receivers in snaps yesterday yeah that's that's a good sign right yeah. there i'll tell you that absolutely much. and all three of these guys can make plays uh big ben looks good Mm-hmm. So I think they all could be speculative ads, but yeah. it's tough to say at this point. All right, we move on to the best part of the waiver wire heroes. We got to get a drop for this. The two tud special. Well, it's normally not this many randos. Oh, we two got tuds. randos. Dontrell Inman playing for Washington gets two tuds. I uh, actually feel a little scary about this one, Dontrell Inman. I think he could be a guy that we laugh off every week and he puts something in. I think he could have accidentally found himself into this serious column because it's like uh, Gandy Golden hasn't done anything. He had a catch no. that they reversed in this game. You know, Dontrell Inman has been, you know, that's a pretty good line. It was six targets and two line. touchdowns yeah. at least. Um, yeah. I think with a team that's passing, Dontrell Inman could be a guy who we keep bringing up, but only like in jest. But the problem right. is, is that we could be bringing him up seriously. Right. We okay. Really might. Yeah. He's almost on the deep radar. I, I agree it's with you, Tom. That way. I, I'm happy to laugh at around him. too. If yeah. you're desperate, that's a guy you can go, you can roll out for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy Isabella not quite there yet. Uh, turns half of his targets into into touchdown catches. Did catch all four of his targets 
for easy two touchdowns. touchdowns too. Yeah, like wide open ones, you know. And I don't want well, to heck. disparage the man. He got two touchdowns in an NFL game, two more than I'll ever have in my life. Christian Kirk's sure. out. They use a second yeah. round pick on Andy Isabella. This is the go time if Christian yeah. Kirk is going to continue. Miss and time. and what was nice for Isabella here too is is um, Larry only had one catch for zero yards. So yeah, Isabella might be supplanting him in the target totem yeah. pole there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, also important to note, we've been talking, we're going to, I feel like this is going to be a theme for the entire year with this IR rule. Uh, Christian Kirk has not been placed on IR yet. So there, there's a possibility that he's back next week and yeah. Isabella is back to fourth on the totem pole. Kirk's done nothing. Much. Yeah. Although the, uh, like I said, though, Cardinals get Carolina. Next Kirk's week. no said Wilson. That's for sure. He is not said Wilson went buck wild. He yeah, did that was insane. Touchdowns, but the craziest part about said Wilson is he's the WR four. On his own team, yeah. and he might be the fifth or sixth read option if you were <laughs> if they were all out on the field at the same time because they don't shy away from Dalton Schultz, uh, and sometimes they don't shy away from uh, Zeke Elliott when they feel like it. So he's low on the target wish list, basically. He still racks up seven, five catches, one hundred seven, and two touchdowns. Just an amazing game. So cool. <laughs> Only his parents started him in FanDuel, though. That's right, and and they hopefully made a lot of money. Officially, off of him. one of our front runners, I think, for random thirty burger of the year. Yeah, right. That's... I think he got there, didn't he? Yeah, for sure. Twenty. Right. No, I don't think so. No. no. Wow. My bad. Wow. No, I know what thirty looks so like. Pretty, yeah. so pretty darn good. Uh, Jimmy Graham was looked pretty darn good. Too. Jimmy Graham had ten targets last yeah, last night. Man, he got peppered and. Uh, he got a lot of, of like his best work in with Foles, so huh. it's something to pay attention to. Uh, Jimmy Graham's actually been splitting out too, so that's that's really the thing to pay attention to. Because yeah. you remember when Nick Foles comes back in, Nick Foles throws to slot receivers, mm -hmm. and if you're going to play Jimmy Graham as a big slot, especially in the red zone, Jimmy Graham could sneak into that starting tight end, especially on the, he's definitely on the streaming radar for me right now. Yeah, but I mean he could be a, he could be an every week starter if he's going to play like that. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, we got one more tight end on the list. Tyler Croft, a former boy of Tom's in the days when <laughs> Tyler Eifert was guaranteed to go down with an injury for the Bengals. Croft finds his way onto the Bills, catches two touchdowns, including the game winner in a wild one against the Rams yeah, on Sunday. Was that was a great game. Uh, Scott, an interesting note that I think we should definitely bring up. Yeah, here. shout out to our uncle who started Tyler Croft in a DraftKings lineup, uh, and he actually led to him Cashing for thirty five hundred dollars, not bad at all, huh? That's not a bad day. Insane. No, not a bad day. Not Tyler, a bad day at the office. Tyler Croft, forever a legend in our family. Yeah, I think he's gonna get the invite to Thanksgiving this year. You know. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, he was only he was only my boy because of like clear cut opportunity. Uh, the Buffalo, you know, tight end situation is a lot cloudier. Not good than when than when he was my boy. So. Uh, Inadvisable yeah. to start him in DraftKings, but uh, thirty five hundred dollars says that I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> by the way, uh, I had a random thought, and this is going somewhere. Don't worry. Uh, I was like, oh, I wonder if Kyle Rudolph has one man catch Monday every year that we've done the podcast, and he hasn't. But year one, Tyler Croft won a man catch Monday for us. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Yep, that game. That's right. Uh, wait. Scott, these are kickers. What are we doing? I know, man. Um, I, I wrote these on the dock, and Tom, I was trying to conserve it down to one page just so it's easier for us to work off of. And Tom wrote on there, just 
the letters no. You just typed in no <laughs> under the kickers. But it moved the line down a little bit, so I had to clear it out. So, Tom, you don't have to speak during this part, but um, Gostowski has attempted, I believe, attempted 15 field goals. I have a statistic about this, by the way, because <laughs> they played Minnesota. The three kickers who played Minnesota are all in the top 10 in field goal attempts. Okay. Blankenship was number one going into this week. And he's probably still going to be top All right, 10. So you could play the kicker that plays the Vikings. The kicker who plays the Vikings. Yeah. That's what but, I was trying to um, get at. Yeah. yeah but I, I'm just saying, if you have, if you're willing to claim $0, so like in a fab league, I would do this. Like put yeah. in a $0 claim to just get one of your kickers. Don't do it to waste your waiver priority. You know, don't, if you're, yeah. if you're going to put in one claim and you're the sixth guy and it's a kicker, don't do that. Move up the chain. But if it's fab, you can just put a $0 claim in and you can get one of these guys who's getting 10 every week. Mason yeah. Crosby's gotten double digits every week and he plays Atlanta. Yeah. And Gostowski is kicking five field goal attempts a game. Mm-hmm. So to, to Huge get that to the into mean your for lineup, Tennessee, by the way, because they, well, they attempted everyone six last knew year. their red zone efficiency was going to go down yeah. and their overall efficiency was going to go down. It was just through the roof over the last yeah. eight weeks. The and they're still putting year. up 30 a game. Exactly. And that leads to more field goal attempts. Yep. Not that we love to talk about field goals. And I think I'm going to stop it there because we've talked long enough about kickers. Sorry. Got more kickers <laughs> to talk about. Young Hui Koo out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's got to keep an eye on who gets that Atlanta job. Yeah, that, that sucks. They love score Koo. a ton of points. Oh, yeah. You know what else I was looking? We normally don't do quarterbacks really here either. I think we Cam's the only guy we've brought up. But um, I was looking at the streamers ahead. It's not really looking too strong no. for next week. Like our, our bottom of the barrel guys aren't great. And there's a lot of guys around that 50% border. So I would be scouring now while I have a claim and possibly putting in a claim for one of these higher owned guys that may be available in your league now but won't be. Uh, you know, when the week comes around or maybe mm-hmm. not after next week, uh, Jared Goff is playing, which is just running hot right now. Yep. And he plays the giants. So wow, that's a monster one. trade just went down in our dynasty. Really? And the dynasty. Really? Yeah. That's a cool. monster. We could, we'll discuss we'll, off air. Yeah. Thanks for the interruption, Tom. But, um, no, no Joe Burrow too. Um, He's probably owned. He's got a high percent ownership on Yahoo, but if he's sneaking around out there, he's been playing really well. He's thrown a ton. They play the Jags. Uh, and Fitzpatrick gets Seattle, Tom. That was a good add-on there. Seattle's defense has been bad. Can I throw in one yeah. more? Every, hold on, every, uh, every Seattle matchup has been a complete track meet, a barn burner. Yeah. And uh, Fitzpatrick is known to thrive in that kind of situation. Fitz and Russell and Wilson win. are both going to just chuck their little brains and hearts out. So I think Fitzpatrick is a worthwhile start next week in, in, a, in a big way. That's a big brain, too. I don't know if you guys know this, but Ryan Fitzpatrick Harvard. went to Harvard. Baker Mayfield gets the Cowboys this week, too. Baker sucks yeah. ass. Yeah. Yeah, well, he plays he the Cowboys this week. He certainly does. And then uh, some defenses, too. Uh, I, I put in a $3 claim for the Colts defense in one of my leagues. So, mm-hmm. you know, like throwing in these real cheap claims for defenses who have great matchups, especially if you're in a position where you feel like you don't need to harbor fab money or you don't need to move up the – or you don't feel as needy to move up the waiver wire chain um, – the Rams get the Giants. They're 56% owned on Yahoo. They're 20% owned on ESPN. I feel like that's insanely low. Yeah. Uh, and then Denver is 35% on Yahoo, 41 on ESPN. They get the Jets in what may be the worst game of the year. <laughs> I can't wait for whatever it is I'm going to do instead of watch that game on Thursday night. Yeah, it's a I'm Thursday really looking night forward to it. game, too. Cannot yeah. wait to not watch that game. Yeah. All right. If I didn't have Noah Fant, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch. <laughs> If I didn't have, if I had a life, I definitely wouldn't watch. Yeah, I have no life, so that's 
All right. Me and Tom will be texting about every play in the <laughs> Broncos Jets game. <laughs> Let's run down the slate. We've done a lot. We've we've covered a lot of this already. Um, but Dolphin, the Turquoise Bowl, Dolphins, Jags, the arrival officially of James Robinson into our hearts. Yeah, that was that was an incredible performance. Yeah. And twenty seven full PPR. I'll tell you what, the, the best part about it is that the game script was not in his favor, nope. allegedly, right? Like Chris Thompson was supposed to come in and take all of his pass work, or Dario Gunwale was supposed to come in and take some of his pass work, but no, he catches six passes for 83 yards. So not only did he play on receiving downs, he shined. And he, he led flourished. them in catches, too. He led them in receiving, he led them in rushing, and he had two touchdowns. I mean, he's a, and he plays the Bengals next week. Mm-hmm. He's an absolute must-start. Yeah. He rocks. Two o'clock, two o'clock rocks. gets pushed back. We're, uh, we're falling back on two o'clock. I think uh, Fitzpatrick's going to... Fitzy's slinging that rock, Especially baby. when they go in and beat Seattle this week. Don't be scared about Devontae Parker either. Had no. a very efficient game. All right. Been reciting this all day to make sure that I get this right. Oh, God. In the history of the NFL... Or sorry, in the last 20 years. See, I already <laughs> messed it up. In the last wow. 20 years of, of NFL history, no team has, given, has blown two leads larger than 15 points in the fourth quarter. The Falcons have done it in back-to-back weeks. Unbelievable. Nick Foles coming in. He obviously is placed firmly in our streaming radar. Uh, he's already been named the starter. Yeah. And uh, Tariq Cohen, we're not bagpiping him because he's not an every week starter. Uh, but he, it does, the Bears fear he tore his ACL. Oh, my God. Is it quarter L season? Tariq Cohen's my boy. I, you know I'm sending him off with the bagpipes. Yeah. Uh, thank God Tariq Cohen signed a contract before the year started. You yes. know, So he'll, he'll be around. He'll still be in the fold. Hopefully he recovers well. You know, Good luck and Godspeed on that recovery. Uh, quarter L Patterson didn't catch a ball in this game. He only got four carries. I looked because I was like, ooh, maybe, maybe this is quarter L Patterson time. I think it might just be an absolute Monty leaning. Um, because he ends up playing a lot in this game. He didn't do too much with it, but uh, it didn't seem like he left the field much what's Cohen went down. Right. Yeah, I don't I believe think... in Corderell Patterson very strongly. I always will. I don't know why. I it's kind of like, uh, it's, like it's like the Mean Girls thing. Like, stop trying to make Corderell Patterson happen. It's never yeah. going to happen. That's right. Clearly. That is not going to happen now. All righty, Rams, Bills, like we said, this was a... By the way, Tom, with from Justin to the Kelly and Mean Girls references on the pod. <laughs> hey, I mean, honestly, <laughs> at least people are going to get girl. the Mean Girls one. <laughs> Someone um, has to represent our female demographic. That's right, Tom. We appreciate you for that. Little as it may be. Um, Rams, Bills, like we said, this was a great game. Has Darrell Henderson shown you enough to yes. prove that he is going to be the running back to play from the Rams? Tom says yes. yes. Yeah. Just you're just in on that. No further elaboration needed. I mean, well, he's just better than I agree with you fully. <laughs> he just looks better than Malcolm Brown. Yeah, like, he's, uh, he's he, given me he, enough to Brown. start him, which is like yeah. oh, that isn't, that's like the the tipping point of fantasy football. Like you know, the real decision: would I he's start him? Back. Absolutely. Yeah. True. Yeah. Agreed. I started him in the league this week. Yep. Actually, me too. And I needed it. I needed every point. Back-to-back 100-yard games uh, against the Bills and against the Eagles, who are two very good run defenses. He gets the Giants this week. Giddy on up. Giddy up. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was getting 10-yard runs at his leisure. 
Yes. Yeah, he looked he looked really, really good. He looked like a completely different player than the Daryl yeah. Henderson I've seen yeah, in the past. He did. Tom, are you prepared to take your victory lap on Cooper Cup this week? Um, yes. I mean, he had a great game, led the Rams in receiving. <laughs> yeah, that was Tom's pump pick, right? It was. Well yeah. done, Tom. Yeah, uh, that's that just that's a Cooper Cup matchup. We've and you know him. what? We've benched Adam is- Thielen for him in our in our league. We do together, and Thielen has been much better than Cup up to that point. So, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Cup that got as many targets in that game as he had this season coming in. So it, it was it was a smattering that he was due for. But um, like we always say, the, the Rams are somewhat easy to predict that way, right? Like they you know the when to play nice golf. Yeah, you know when to play golf, you know when to play cup, you know when to play Woods. Woods did a good job. Um, I did sit him in a league, so I'll take my so beating on that. But, you know, uh, hopefully Hollywood proves me uh, justified in that tonight. I don't think uh, – yeah, exactly. You still got a chance. Hollywood's got plenty of If you can start a piece of that game, you do it. Um, and yeah, Bob what game, why draft Hollywood play? if you're not going to play him on Monday night against versus the Chiefs. the Chiefs? Against the Chiefs, yeah. Agreed. Doesn't make any sense to me. Washington – uh, Browns. Haskin was horrifically yes. bad in this game. <laughs> yes. Holy crap! Ron Rivera came out today and he was like, "Yeah, there's a there's a there's an idea in mind of when I pull him." Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen would be the starter. I mean, this. that's his. That's his. Uh, Kyle Allen has reps in Ron Rivera's offense from last yep. season in their lost season in Carolina. So it would not stun me if they went to him. Like I'm telling you, he was. It, it was awful. Every time they went to this game on red zone, your stomach churned for like, what is he going to do next? Mm-hmm. He was so bad. He was so bad that Baker, you know, didn't even really have to peel the cover off of his stink. He could just keep his whole game bottled up behind Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who both look absolutely incredible this year. I mean, they have the ecosystem for that running game figured out. Yeah, that, they really do. They dangerous. know when to use both. The two of them combined for 35 carries this in this game, in a game that the Browns led for most of. Yeah, and by uh, the but, way, Kareem Hunt's touchdown split out as a receiver, a wide awesome, receiver. Awesome touchdown. And yeah. he made Charles style. catch earlier in that game. Yeah. Kareem Hunt has been absolutely spectacular this year. Yeah. And the crazy part is, is you watch – you sit there and you watch some of the Browns plays and you, and you watch Nick Chubb rip off these runs and you're like, how the hell did they take him off the field? And then Kareem Hunt walks on the field and you're like, how the hell did they take this guy off the field? It's just back and forth. These two. Yeah, Don, I think the formula that you mentioned that they cracked is just having two of like maybe the top 10 running backs in the NFL. In the <laughs> <laughs> That'll help, right? Yeah. I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty good formula. Yep. Nick's in the top 10 receiver, and, and you might actually win some games this year. There you Cleveland. go. Titans, <laughs> no, never. Titans-Vikings, this was a good one. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry steal the show. Dalvin Cook, 181 yards. Was glad, rushing. To, glad to see Derrick Henry cross that panty yep. line a couple times like he knows how to do. If anyone traded off of him, that was a mistake. He's going to get rumbling. <laughs> He scored two touchdowns inside of a real life five minutes, uh, at, in a game time probably ninety seconds. Yeah, <laughs> he scored the first one with three minutes and fifty three seconds left in the third quarter, and what, the next one was a minute twenty two. What stinks here too is, um, you know, obviously we were big on Tannehill going into this game as you should have been. He was a great passing matchup, but this is what you have to deal with if you're going to have yep. Tannehill, and that's why he's not a top 12 weekly option, right? Yeah, because Derrick Henry can steal the show from him and have these games where he scores two goal line touchdowns or he has 35 carries and they win the game. And 
I think that's kind yeah, of Yeah, or worse, he here. scores a touchdown from 70 out, and the whole drive is erased for Tannehill. Exactly. So, so And he, we're waiting on one of those. Tannehill, weirdly, even though he's in a good offense, that is built for him to succeed. He He's risky within his own team for mm-hmm. that reason. Yeah, he's Raiders, almost better in a bad matchup. Raiders-Patriots. Uh, we talked a lot about this one, especially once we were kind of covering the Rex Burkhead, the Hunter Renfros of the world. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs, solid again. Cam Newton, iffy, but you know he gives you that rushing floor as we as we know. Yeah, Cam had a, had a tough day, but um, I think that's just because the Raiders are actually pretty good. Yeah, and uh, the Patriots kind of lean on their defense in this game. They they actually made a lot of big plays, and uh, I believe they kind of bailed them out from what otherwise was a pretty ugly game outside of Rex Burkhead uh, you, and Hunter Renfro. You get like almost no fantasy production. True. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people were starting Sony Michelle after out of after what he's shown in the and last even two if weeks. you did even if you did start him miraculously oh, uh, yeah. out of you know and he gets you that he did it on seven carries without james white playing yeah so like where is what is his floor it's non-existent right niners giants we don't need to stay too long on this one this was a pretty brutal effort from the giants daniel jones led them in rushing so we that's got a lot of they- new york listeners we might not we might just want to skip this game uh, let's. I, <laughs> this might be the uh, the light switch on game for Brandon Ayuk as well. I know Justin Jefferson gets the headlines because he had the long touchdown, yeah. 175 yards. Brandon Ayuk three carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Also led the Niners in catches and receiving yards in this one. He had like 20 yards rushing too, so he's getting 33 some Debo action yep. going on, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that you call it Debo action though, because Debo's coming back. By the way, yeah. so. Yeah, he's eligible Debo, to return. Debo action goes back to Debo. I think so too, and I think Brandon Ayuk finally becomes that X receiver that they drafted him in the first round to be. So yeah. Debo coming back might not necessarily be the worst thing for Brandon Ayuk either. It's cool that he can do that and he can step into that role and give yeah. you some carries and you know give you some of those gadgety type plays. But I agree, Tom. Don't don't take those to the bank. Right. Bengals-Eagles was a tie. We talked about how much we love Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. I'm uh, ready for another rookie quarterback. I'm, stick, I'm sticking my flag in the ground. Jalen Hurts. Oh, it's time? Yeah. Oh, Carson Wentz looked horrible. Dude, he's been bad. And they're playing bad teams. It's not like he's doing this against... The next three games that they play are, uh, I believe, they're San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. Yeah, they're going to get railroaded. Uh-oh. He can't um, even throw against football team. Bengals and whatever bum team they played in week two. Here's the thing. Their schedule, and I don't know. I actually traded for Carson Wentz in a dynasty because I have Jalen Hurts and I'm ready to – then I have Watson, but irrelevant. Um, I just need someone to back me up, and I'm not confident that Watson or Hurts will be available. After their bye, which I think is week eight or so, the schedule is nice. It's very nice. So – I would bring this up again in like week seven or whatever, but the hope is that Jalen Hurts is playing by then and he can get some nice matchups when he starts the season. And yeah. I mean, you're not adding him now, but maybe in a dynasty, if he's if he's not owned, you should be adding him. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked Carson Wentz, especially you know early on when he had that season where it really seemed like he was going to win the MVP, mm-hmm. and he tears his ACL. You thought the sky was the limit. It kind of seems like he's just gone further and further down ever since that happened. Unfortunately, yeah. I think the talent is there, but I don't know. He just he has not put it together. How many games can you wait? I know you're in the NFC East, but 
If you're Doug Peterson, yeah. how many games can you wait until you're you They're need a, a half win? game out of the you, lead of the division? You weren't even willing to you know try to win this game. You yeah. punted it away uh, for a chance for a sixty yard field goal. It's it, it's crazy what they're what they're doing. And if you're not trying to win games, then what are you doing with Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback? Yep, exactly. Houston Pittsburgh. Deshaun Watson looks like Deshaun like. These sites have got to stop saying that they that people should bench Sean Watson. I've yeah. seen it two weeks in a row now. Like, why you can't trust Sean Watson? Bitch, we don't <laughs> we didn't draft him because we didn't think we could trust him. Right. Like, that's not what it is. Like, yeah, it's so frustrating to see that like people who get paid right. to write about fantasy football well, far more than we get paid, by the way. They're not looking through it with this with that lens and i think that that's that's what makes them wrong in in your opinion and i would agree with you they're looking at it they're trying to look at it as objectively you know at week by week okay this week is he really better than these 10 quarterbacks or whatever but the people who are drafting the sean watson are drafting him because they think he's a superior talent at quarterback yeah because if not watson and if not they wouldn't have drafted him with deandre hopkins leaving the offense and all this you know so i agree with you fully if you Mm -hmm. have deshaun watson you don't need to sit him because where you picked him, you should trust him enough to play him every week. Right. Uh, yeah, and all I needed was a little bit more guy. rushing. Sorry, if he had a little bit more rushing in this game, um, then you'll never complain at the the point output. Yeah. He only had five yards rushing, um, which is extremely low. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Steelers, he only carried the ball one time. Steelers do a good job of just containing. Yeah, I mean, they they can offenses. make. Yeah, they can make a quarterback's day. Oh, uh, James Conner looks looks really good. Yeah, interesting ankle injury that he that was actually probably just him getting benched for Benny Snell. I, I on, you know what I, I think he didn't look too good. I think he walked to the side and they're like, "What's up?" I'm like, "Yeah, my ankle's a little tight." And we're playing the Giants, sit the bench for the rest That's of the game. That's also true. And they cruised in that game, yeah. and then you don't even see Benny Snell. Right. Uh, McFarland got more work than Benny Snell this year. Yeah. So I really think that that's what that was. Will Fuller yeah, gets a touchdown. Will Fuller gets a touchdown in this one. Uh, they get Minnesota next week, so. You're gonna have to at your own much, risk. You're pretty much gonna. Have, I feel like I have to trot Will Fuller out there at your own risk. That's all. That's fine. That's fine. I understand. All right, Indy and the Jets, or should we pass? <laughs> Colts defense looked good. Colts defense did look good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looked good. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, really we it. covered That's it. Really I mean, it. Four didn't even yeah. get to play. Mo Ali Cox. Mo, yeah, Mo Ali Cox. If you if you streamed him. Legend. Played basketball in college. Was good. Yep. Panthers, Chargers. Um, what a win for the Panthers. Yeah. They lose Christian McCaffrey and they rally around Mike Davis. Congrats to all who picked up Mike Davis. He looks very good. Uh, and it looks like their offensive philosophy isn't really going to change that much. Like, they're like, whatever, yeah. we'll just pepper Mike Davis. That's fine. It's just basically like take 100 yards He's off of what you expect Christian McCaffrey too. would get. Right? Christian McCaffrey, you're expecting 200 total yards. Mike Davis had about a hundred. Yeah, you're fine. That's fine he, with he us. He looked really shifty too. Yeah, he did not look. He, he made, made some misses much quicker than I thought he would be. So there, there's yep. a lot of promise there. I think. Well, he did a lot of bench sitting last year, Scotty. They, that's right. Fresh legs. They play Arizona next week, who's actually in a matchup that can be had on the ground. So he's probably a must start. Uh, Robbie Anderson had another good week. Yep. Uh, yeah, felt, better than DJ pretty, Moore so far. I mean, really. I feel pretty good about my DJ Moore shutdown. Uh, Two for sixty-five. He finishes the game with so, and he had a good egg for a majority. Yeah, he caught. He caught obviously with the two for sixty-five line. He caught a bomb, uh, yeah. which you can, which DJ Moore can always do. Uh, but I would be nervous about him to be honest. Yeah. Like their teams are going to shift their game plan to stopping him. He's obviously their best mm-hmm. offensive weapon at this right. point. 
Bucks Broncos, the Bucks basically took care of the business that they had to yeah, take care of. I mean, this was awful. Yikes um, game. Ronald Jones outrushed and outcaught Leonard Fournette in this game, a game that Mike Evans getting that true celebrity treatment this year. Three one yard touchdowns on the year. <laughs> I don't even insane. I don't I'm not even running this year. I'm just catching touchdowns. What about Gronk? He looks better and Wolf and uh Chris Godwin's hamstring is iffy. Squeaky wheel gets the grease with Gronk or yeah. a little more to it. I think he's just coming back to football. I mean, think about it. He didn't play. Then you had the weirdest offseason of all time. So his return to football was the last two games. He's working into the offense. I think by the end of the season or soon, we might see Gronk in a better fantasy position. And he had a similar line to OJ Howard. He had a similar line to OJ. Yeah. I'm not too excited right now. But, I mean, he had his fair share of targets, and he almost reeled in a touchdown. Yep. Yep. Detroit gets on the, gets on the winning column against so Arizona. Kyler Murray. What do you do when he's in open field? Uh, yeah, I know. But he made some bad mistakes in this he game. He threw three picks, yeah. real-life perspective that kind of lost in this game. Uh, he's just an amazing fantasy quarterback, though. He really is. Yeah. He should have thrown four I, picks. That shake and bake he put on that corner Akuda. was just absurd. Yeah. He just put him into another dimension on that yeah. touchdown run. The shadow realm, I believe that's He's called. so quick. He's like him and Austin Eckler, weirdly. I'm going to bring those two up together. When they run, it looks like they're sped up. Like it mm-hmm. look, Austin Eckler, I, I guess it's maybe because they're shorter. It's the little legs. Those legs churn so quick. It looks like they're running on, on double time and yep. everyone else isn't. Yep. It's, it's crazy. But yeah. they're both incredible players who use their size and their speed, even though they're small, to their absolute advantage. Yes. Cowboys, Seahawks. Russell Wilson is on pace for 75 touchdown passes. And it should be more because DK Metcalf DK Metcalf. pulled the Deshaun Jackson against the team that Deshaun Jackson pulled the Deshaun Jackson lose, against. If I lose in the league that I have DK Metcalf, oh boy, will I be tweeting at him. You should just My trade him thing. to me in the leagues that you have. No, I can't even. You can't even be mad, honestly. DK Metcalf he caught has a touchdown been later in the so game. damn good yeah. this year. You can't even be mad. He, he gets another touchdown in this game. Yep. Russell was like, you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. He's like Oprah with touchdowns this year. Yep. He gives well, he gives Lockett this week three. Was, I was going to say, it's more like Tyler Lockett. He gives Lockett that preferential treatment because Lockett hadn't had that huge blow up yet. So Russell was like, all right, we'll get Lockett his blow up this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we'll get Olsen back in the end zone next week. He's He is on another plane right now. Dude, it's, it's nuts. It's really nuts. The Cowboys are a weird team, too. I mean, both of these teams have no defense to speak of. And the Cowboys offense really plays like shit early in games. Yeah. Bad early yeah. in games. They're just like, Zeke, can you keep us afloat? And I then think Zeke touched the ball 14 times, which is too little. Didn't He had, uh, it was 20 times. He had six catches. 14 rushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 too runs, too. though, to, to 55 attempts from Dak. Yeah. Well, so, like it. They were down the whole game. It, and I, I heard somebody say, I think it was Rodney Harrison on the on the Sunday night. It's like, what are you doing getting into a track meet with Seattle if you're down? In Seattle. Like, what are you doing? You have no <laughs> chance if you if you try to throw at them. Like, you need to run the ball, and they did not run the ball. It's almost as if they didn't learn from Atlanta in week one or from uh, – who'd they play yeah, week Yeah, they two? got lucky with play, being able to play Atlanta and go down that big. Yeah. Seattle, you can't do that. No. And they then Green Bay the Rams week one and uh, Atlanta week two. I was talking about Seattle. Oh, yeah. I don't remember who Seattle played week two, but they beat them pretty badly. No, it was New England, and it was a hell. Oh of yeah, a New game. England. Right. Sorry. Uh, Green Bay, New Orleans. This was uh, 
This is a fun one. And Scott, we have uh I'm taking the Packers off the watch. Wow. I'm no longer concerned in any capacity about the Packers offense. They go into New Orleans without Devontae Adams and 30 burger. Lazard, Lazard goes nuts. Aaron Jones gets his. Rodgers looks unbelievable. And this by the year. way, he was light out yeah. in that game. Robert Tanya and Jay Sternberger both showing flashes too. Like keep your eyes on yeah, that Green Bay tight end situation. Mercedes Lewis scored a touchdown too. Yeah. There's three. There's but if one of those guys three can guys like get in work, get out ahead of the pack, like that could be something worth noting down the stretch. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, loser of the week. Uh, candidate for Potential, sure if yeah. anybody was counting on him in the first place luckily we're a lazard podcast <laughs> if only we could get alvin camara like been this burned for a full by nvs you know? one too many times yeah i love alvin i would take a bullet for alvin camara i think at this point he had 10 catches 13 191 yards two touchdowns in three quarters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unbelievable I mean, yeah he's a cheat code that touchdown that touchdown run he had not run. It was the catch yep. on the dub down. He's just covered in butter. <laughs> like he's literally walking up the field because he has so much room, letting his lineman catch up to him. He's like, all right, you you pass him. I'll slip off these three touchdown. I was is that that pass Kyler's rushing touchdown for my touchdown of the year. Personally, that was unbelievable. Like I said, aside from Alvin Kamara, there's no one I fear more in the open field catching a pass than Austin Eckler. And that was why. Kamara catches that pass and misses the one tackle. I was like, this is at least 15 yards. And it ended up being 60 and a touchdown. 60 and a touchdown. He's unbelievable. And he looks way, Michael Thomas way better. Is, is out, then he's obviously yeah. like head and shoulders RB1. Weekly. Yeah. Looking like he's coming back week four. But what does that mean? Right. You know, like it's already, they've already proved that they can sustain the offense like this. I don't know. I, I, I love Alvin Kamara. I, you, we know this. Yeah. Uh, he rocks. You starting him next week? I think I'm going to. Yeah. Something in my gut just says that he needs to be in my lineup. Yeah. Moving forward. But uh, he's on the fast track to fantasy MVP. Ravens Chiefs tonight is going to be awesome. We hope everybody enjoys the game. There's so many matchups across all of my leagues. I got my sheet here. That matter. Taking a look through it. Um, Andrews. Edward Delaire, Tyreek Hill. That's who I'm rooting for tonight. Sneed and but Hardman. It's crazy. There's so there's like even those deeper guys, you know, you're you're in a, a guillotine league which has 17 teams. So guys like that get 15 thrown in. Now, but yeah. even 12 or 14 main leagues, those guys are playing. Mm-hmm. So you think about those low end guys. And then obviously in your 10 man leagues, there's just these stalwarts mm-hmm. in these line in, in your in lineups across the league that like almost no game is settled in fantasy football across the whole it's landscape. Nuts. It's nuts. It, it, it's this is going to be the most fun yeah. Monday night game. Hopefully it delivers. Yeah. Good luck to everybody. So we'll wrap this up here. Please check out us. Check us out on Twitter and Wait, Instagram at. I don't think we did uh, b- the Bills, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we covered it. Bills Rams. Oh, do you have Josh Allen MVP? Oh yeah, we yeah. did the we did mostly Rams. I think I don't know if we got much to the Bills. John Brown, oh, John Allen MVP. Got yeah, the, MVP. To me, the Bills didn't really give you much to to note. You know, Diggs was good and Allen was good, and yeah, they're good. Players. Yeah, I blocked out there. Sorry, we're good. <laughs> That's okay. Josh Allen MVP. We'll see if uh, Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes have something to say about it on this Monday night game. Uh, but we will see everybody on Thursday for the Week Four preview. We're going to be a quarter of the way through the season this time next week. 
Hopefully everybody's doing well in their fantasy teams. I can't believe we've gotten through a quarter of the season. We're counting every second uh, as a fortunate one that we were able to play fantasy football this year. We will preview it all. Injury updates aplenty, I'm sure, by the time we you hear our voices next. We'll see everybody on Tuesday. In the meantime, at Instagram and Twitter, at RutzFF. Keep scoring, everybody.